Another one of those peerless musicians. Mm, Nina Simone right there with Sea Line Woman, one of her signature songs. We kick off episode, I don't know, we're somewhere in the mid-30s. You know, we're pre-recording a bunch of these because February is kooky this winter. But it is the Brian Oak Show, and we had a great guest coming up tonight. Before we talk about the guest, before we talk about what lies ahead, before we talk about the weird world that we live in and the weird winter that's still unfolding, I think a lot of us thought that after 2019 was over, 2020 had to be better. It had to be. And it turns out it's as much of an endless sea of diarrhea quicksand as anything that 2019 had to offer to us. Does that seem reasonable, Sean? That seems fair. We're doing the Brian... <laughs> I'm sure the good people over at Smart Start MN probably feel the same way <laughs> and are very glad to be associated with the Brian Oak Show as we are with them. I have a question for you, Sean, as we kick things off tonight. How is your lingual frenulum? Uh, it still hurts uh, after I tried that one thing. <laughs> now, apparently it turns out that on at least the male body, there's more than one frenulum. Uh, and one of them is in the swimsuit area. The lingual frenulum, it turns out, is the thing that attaches your tongue to the bottom of your mouth. That oh. little piece of... Okay, so now look yeah. at yours. Yeah. You've got a good, you know, you've got a good like full inch mm-hmm. that, uh, between where it attaches to your tongue yeah. and the tip of your tongue. Yeah, is that normal? Uh, that's normal. This is not mine. Oh, no. All the way up to the very tip of my tongue. So from the time I was little, I was told, so this, the reason I brought this up, I was doing a little research, that's actually the origin of the term tongue-tied. Because if your tongue, if that frenulum goes all the way up to the tip of your tongue, there and there are varying perspectives on this, but especially back in olden days, it was believed that it would... It would change your teeth, it would change your bite, but it also, if you were tongue-tied, it meant that you were going to have severe speech impediments your entire life. So it also means you can only stick your tongue out of your mouth by about two millimeters. So when I was young, my parents talked to the doctor extensively about having mine removed entirely, which means that I would have a tongue that would put Gene Simmons to shame. Sadly, they did not make that choice. Who knows where my life would... Who knows what I would be like today? Who knows what the possibilities would be? Mm. I mean, my ability to enjoy anything might be wildly different than it is today. My point is, so... Why the hell did this even come up? Because I lay there awake sometimes at night, and I'd forgotten entirely about it, and I was I was saying something out loud. I talked to myself occasionally, and I screwed it up, and I was like, oh, I'm so tongue-tied. I'm like... Wait, no, I'm actually technically, scientifically tongue-tied. And then I started doing some digging on it, and it actually has a name. It's called ankyloglossia. Okay, so... Oh, sure, they make it a tongue-tie for people that are tongue-tied. Precisely. But, again, people who are tongue-tied are not supposed to be able to speak normally, and somehow I still made a career out of speaking doing it. So I just brought it up to inspire... Not all heroes wear capes, Sean, okay? (laughs) I brought it up to remind people that it doesn't matter what you're facing. It doesn't matter what you are going up against. You can do the thing that people tell you you cannot do your whole life. And that's really... that. I guess that was the only point, is not to really pat myself on the back, but I laid there thinking about it for kind of a long time last night. And also, have you ever heard the word ankyloglossia before in your entire life? No. Okay, always learning. Today was a new day. It was worth getting up today. It really was. And I know today Uh, wasn't a simple day for you. It wasn't, but now it's getting better. (laughs) Knowing that you're more tongue-enabled than I am, or are you? 
Hmm. Sean Bernard is his name. My name is Brian Oak. We're going to be joined by a woman who is wonderful, hilarious, inspirational. She has joined us on the show a couple times before, and she's helping us round out all female February. And I really can't think of anybody better to have by than Colleen Cruz. But before we talk to her, before we talk about our sponsors, I would like to hear some music. This is one of my favorite records of the 1990s. In fact, when this record came out, I fell in love with it immediately back in 1993. And then that was back when people still bought vinyl. Then vinyl went away. Now vinyl has come back. They never reprinted this record. This piece of vinyl to this day remains the most expensive piece of vinyl I have ever purchased. You ever paid three figures for a piece of vinyl before? No way. Wow. Yeah, and again, I'm, and I'm not trying to be like, you know, Mr. Money Man over here, because that is not what I do. Like, I'm looking for that $3.50 sweet score of Orleans Dance With Me. I'm not looking for this kind of thing. <laughs> but I looked at it, I held it in my hands for 20 minutes. The guy came over, he's like, you going to buy that, or are you just going to get fingerprints all over? And I was like, fuck you, I'm buying this fucking thing. And it was a copy of PJ Harvey's 1993 album, Rid of Me. To me, she is one of the great feminists of the modern era, from a musical perspective, from a personal perspective, plus her songs just absolutely fucking rock. All-Female February continues on the Brian Oak Show here from the Smart Start MN studio. Smart Start are the original Smart Start MN, the original Ignition Interlock Company here in Minnesota. What does that mean? It means that should you find yourself in a pickle, 
or getting pickled and making the wrong choice and driving when you shouldn't be driving, they can help get you back in your car sooner than you would expect and for way less money than you would expect. We're not allowed to talk about the price points, but I was startled when I first found out about it. Now, other companies have moved in on the action because it makes sense, right? If you are in trouble, you can be out of your vehicle for weeks, months, in some cases, years. They can help you get back into your vehicle, getting your life back together because it is going to be expensive. It is an uphill drive, if you will. But as long as you can sit down, blow and blow clean and drive to work, drive your kids to daycare, drive wherever you need to get to, you can get your life back on track with Smart Start MN. And when you said startled by the price, you meant you were startled it was so low. Precisely. Yeah. No, like because I was like, they wouldn't let us talk about it. I'm yeah. like, well, that must mean it's freakishly. <laughs> and it was actually the other end. I'm like, how yeah. can it be that inexpensive? And they're like, it's just what it is. And again, I'm respecting their beliefs as to why we don't get to talk about the price point. It is startlingly inexpensive and you can be back in your car in a matter of days like just a couple of days a few days in some cases which was not the case when a really good friend of mine got his DUI Mm. a guy Mm. that I'm pretty familiar with um, took a minute and it was very expensive anyway they provide a good service they're good people we know them really well they're locally based Minnesotans you're provincial you'll do anything including watch a five minute feel good piece on the evening news about a guy that teaches a squirrel how to catch a frisbee but as long as he's from Minnesota that's the only thing that matters how do people get a hold of Smart Start MN Uh, they just go to smartstartmn.com slash the Brian Oak show or they can click on the banner at the com. It is all female February and we're going to talk to a woman who's been on the show a couple times before. She is a local actor playwright, comedian. I feel like that list could go on for the next 20 minutes so I'm going to stop <laughs> right there because I feel like you're somewhat of a known quantity. Colleen Cruz how are you? Great. How are you doing? I'm okay. I want to ask you about two things before we talk about anything that actually matters about anything. All right. One is I stopped at Walgreens and bought a candle, uh, and I've lit all it's, three wicks that are in beautiful. it. It's beautiful. Thank you so much. I just, I'm on a journey right Venus now. It's Venus flytrap of you. Well, <laughs> the lights are a little bright in here for Venus flytrap, and I'm also not nearly high enough to be Venus flytrap. <laughs> high uh, enough. It, it is a soothing eucalyptus candle, and I just oh. want to make sure that you're comfortable with it. Well, I mean, again, I, bought it, I bought it at Walgreens, and it's not overpowering eucalyptus. I didn't go to Yankee Candle, all right? It's not oh, one of those. Oh, cheap bastard. Well, walking into one of those stores, though, is like... It's overload. It's it is. getting hit in the face with every aromatic like, that's ever existed. Existed. What a dog would feel like going into it. <laughs> like there was a guy that fixed a he, he fixed a, a sump pump out at my friend's cabin, and uh, his he was like covered in. You ever hear that Shel Silverstein poem? The the I'm Dirty Dan, the world's dirtiest man. Mm-hmm. He was like that. He was like he crawled oh. up out of the earth. Oh. He was so <laughs> filthy, and my dog got close to him, and she lost her mind because there was too, too much, much information. <laughs> That's what it's like in Yankee Candle. Overload. Overload. There's too much information. Which is why I prefer to overspend for my candles at Walgreens. You just get a simple <laughs> eucalyptus, but it does have three wicks, so it's got a little art to it, and I am going on a journey to the more esoteric nature of light and understanding, and I'm just glad that you're both here to make that journey with me. Oh. The one other thing I wanted to mention about candles before we get off the topic is this popped up a few weeks ago. You are familiar with Gwyneth Paltrow and Goop. Yeah. Her site. Yeah. Put jade eggs up in the business yeah. and all that, right? And she obviously... My has... friend is having a yoni egg thing 
on Saturday, and I can't go. You went too far. You, you, what do you, you mean? No, you buried the lead. A yoni egg thing. Does that mean a get together? Does yeah, that mean? Yeah, it was a... like you go and you pay fifty bucks and you get the yoni egg, and then they and you do some kind of meditation with a bunch of women. And I was totally going to do it. And do you sit around and do it with each other? Yeah. Okay. And like, I mean, are you in a, not, are you in a like, circle? You're not naked. I think you just go in there and yeah, you know, throw it up there and. You know, I guess for, you don't know, throw it for, for <laughs> not like an underhand throw or an overhand not yet, throw. Not yet. Not not. It's not, not for the pitch. beginner. Not for the beginner. Right. <laughs> At some point, maybe you throw it in there, but I feel like that's a little further down the line. And so, for people who don't understand, you take you take a small. Is it made of? Is it marble? What is it? Oh, jade. Okay, oh, so an actual precious. Are you talking about like actual stone. jade? Yeah. And so you take Obsidian a jade, jade egg and you put quartz. it in. To your yoni, and for mm-hmm. people who are not familiar with that, look it up online, but not at work. Right. Okay, right. very good. And and so, and then, so you then sit and meditate, or is that the, the then it pops right back out and you I go home? I have or? no idea, which is why I wanted to go to the thing, because I thought it was hysterical. Huh. Well, maybe you'll think this is hysterical as well, because I remember that no one has popularized the jade egg in the yoni thing more than Gwyneth did, or at least brought it to a whole new audience. I know. So at her website, Goop, uh, they recently released a candle that is called, and I'm not joking, I'm not exaggerating, I'm reading it verbatim, it is called This Smells Like My Vagina Candle. I love her. $75. Sure. Really? I told you about my Barry Manilow story. Before you tell me any more about that, and we're going to get to it, All right. what it says under the descriptor is, so this is the This Smells Like My Vagina Candle. <laughs> I'm not joking. You can I look know, right there. I it's know, right there. Oh my gosh, I saw and the, the descriptor is brief. With a funny, gorgeous, sexy, and beautifully unexpected scent, this candle is made with geranium, citrusy bergamot, and what is she eating? And cedar absolutes juxtaposed with damask rose and ambrette seed to put us in mind of fantasy seduction. And a sophisticated warmth. Now, let me explain to you to be very clear. I think I think all the mysterious aspects of the vagina are fantastic. I really am a fan. I don't know that we needed to create a candle called This Smells Like My Vagina. Why not? Well, it, it brought attention. But seventy. Would you drop $75 on a candle called This Smells Like My Nutsack? No. Yeah, because oh, I don't oh, think nutsacks oh, smell judging. Good. Oh, so now, now, they, now we no longer live in an equal world. A nutsack is a self-cleaning orifice. The vagina is self-cleaning. That's what all gy- a gyne- any gynecologist will tell you. Is Should be is self-cleaning. Self- it, it is self-cleaning. Should be. So you're, you're not supposed to use any soaps or anything. Or, you I don't know, know like that any- you're supposed to put jade eggs in it either, though, right? Well, that's I'm not a-, a soap thing. That's an inert okay, thing. Okay, okay. So, so you're telling me don't even hit that, don't even hit the hot spots with soapy water. Well... Yeah, obviously on the outer okay, area, but okay. not on the inside. I understand. Right. The part of all feel feb- all female February is me learning. Like sure. I'm, I'm trying to learn. You're not supposed to use anything on the inside. Interesting. So don't launch the Brian Oak Show candle. This smells like my scrot. Nope. Okay. Nope. Okay, I won't do that. I will probably endorse not doing that. Okay. Well, and I don't really want to do it. It sounds like too much of a capital outlet. <laughs> but I, the men find so many interesting names for their stuff they do and it's just women don't do that at all no not really really i don't think so i mean i don't i don't say you know, you've I, never come up with a fun name like hoo-ha or anything like that well, yeah but those are that's a fun but it's not like 
scrot or I mean, there's so it's, it's, there's so many different names. You guys just come up with so many. I'm names. listening to uh, Demi Moore's uh, new book called Inside Out, so I'm listening to it on Audible right now. What does now. she call it? Well, it, this is what's weird about book on audio. Yeah, is that she's just very matter of fact when she's telling her story, and she's like, and then I checked my cookie to see if it was okay. <laughs> I'm like, did she just say cookie? Yeah. It's not shaped like a cookie. But just, no. I know. Like, where do you get cookie? But she just was so mad. Her, More and like then pizza. I checked my cookie. But pizza doesn't sound right, does it? No, it, it doesn't. doesn't. But the second she said cookie, you know precisely yes, what I she did, was talking Yes, I did, but I kind of, I almost want to back up. Like, just go back 15 seconds yeah. ago. I need to hear that again. It was so matter of fact. I'm call mine a cronut. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Right, anyway, I, I couldn't I couldn't help bringing that up because I knew that you would understand. I appreciate you taking my eucalyptus journey with me on this. Before we talk about you or what you're up to, uh, you uh, know me, I'm not doing anything, Brian. That's not true at it's all. So true. Anyway, that what one thing you are doing is you brought your own lumber, mini lumberjack style thermos in here today, yes, I did. and I'm like, oh, she's drinking some sort of exotic kombucha, or <laughs> she's got a a rare tea that was imported from a country that I've never heard of no. before. And Colleen, when I asked you, well, what do you, I mean, because we have water in the fridge. I have a little brown liquor here. I'm like, what are you drinking? Hot water. That's not, it. Not tea. No. Just hot water. Just hot water. When did that start? When did you start enjoying just drinking hot water? When I, oh, in the 80s. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, because I don't mind hot water and I drink room temperature water. I don't like ice water. Yeah. I just... A thermos of hot water, you're literally just drinking hot water. Right. <laughs> it's delicious. And I'm not... It's soothing. It's wonderful. It's like a hug for your insides. I'm not really trying... And I get that. Like, when I was young and poor, mm-hmm. or even when I was a kid, I liked just taking a couple bouillon cubes and making up just like the saltiest oh. broth ever. Sure. But it tasted like something. But you just want warm, delicious, cleansing water on the inside of your body. I re- yeah. Well, I drink tea too. I like to mix it up. So you say. <laughs> <laughs> but today I just felt like a hot water day. Huh. This was a hot water day. Sean, when's the last time you poured yourself a glass of hot water? Uh, never. And then, so again, and I'm not trying to shame anyone or paint anyone to a, into a corner, but I just have to let you I know. I have no shame, so it, go on. That is it. quite true. It just it, 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 it struck me as unusual because I'm like, oh, just a thermos of hot water. Like I, maybe she thought we would have ramen here that she could pour, pour that. You some? I'm going to have it? some soon. Now that's the funny thing is now I'm going to try it. Yeah, it it's like, great. I mean, you can literally You'll go feel into the, terrific. You can go to the bathroom next door. They've got a hot water thing right over there. It's just it burns the lips. Well, you wait until it's drinkable temperature. So room temperature water. No. Like, you know, coffee temperature. Huh. You are an interesting individual, Colleen <laughs> Cruz. That's why I like having you around that's here. That's like the least interesting thing, but I, I that's don't okay. know. I don't know that that's true. I okay. mean, but well, what we're going to talk about on this podcast, yeah. perhaps that's true. All right. So I asked you, I'm like, what have you been up to? So you're like, you know me. I've been up to nothing, which I know is an <laughs> abject lie. But I'm not going. To, I'm not going to dig into your life. What I would like to know is how you feel about this winter, because I did say, what did I say? An endless sea of diarrhea, quicksand. Is that what I said at the top mm-hmm. of the show? Are you guys just talking about the weather? Uh, no. Oh, the weather's been actually very, very tolerable. Yeah. I'm talking about the world we live in. I'm talking about the lives we lead. Oh, it's all going to hell. Well, so yes, the world we live in is for sure. I just right. want to know where you're at as a person because all the people, not all the people, but so many people I know, they were like, God damn, 2019, that that can go right to hell. But we got a new year. It's going to be better. And it does not seem to be getting better. So before we talk about the world at large, 
How are you? Are you good? I'm doing great. Oh, I'm going on a cruise. That's right. I'm going on a cruise next week. That's kind of big. Where are you going to? Uh, the Bahamas. Okay. Have you been on cruises before? No, I've never been on a cruise. Before. I've never been on one either. And my, but my parents go on the reg, and sure. I, I am both intrigued and terrified at the same time because I'm wondering: is it going to be more of being like stuck in a Chuck E. Cheese where there's kids under feet the whole time, or is it going to be more like being stuck at a retirement home that floats on the ocean where you can never get close to the buffet because people are eating all the time. I think this one's going to be closer to the retirement home. Okay. And I think it's going to be fine because it's a big boat and it's apparently... You have a stateroom? You can hide if you have to. We have a really nice room. Nice. Yeah. Lovely. Why do you... First of all, have you been to the Bahamas before? No. I haven't either. Have you been anywhere like the Bahamas before? I haven't gone on a lot of vacations. Same. So I mean, what, what made you go like... My yep. friend Roxanne, her mother, her generous, wonderful mother, thank you, thank you, thank you, Irene, she got all of her daughters a cruise for two for Christmas, and Roxanne is unmarried, and I am the closest thing that Roxanne has to a husband. <laughs> well, I hope you two are very happy. I hope you're very yeah, happy. That's but, right. But I mean, how great, so you're talking so about go. this being a women's trip away. Yeah. Oh. Going on a vacay with my bestie. That sounds amazing, actually. Yeah. Do you like to gamble? No. No? I mean, because I know they have casinos on there. We're going to talk. We're going to sit in a room, and she's going to drink. I don't drink. Yeah. She's going to sit in a drink and and drink brown liquor. She's going to drink whiskey the whole time. Fabulous. I'm going to drink hot water. And we're I was going to ask, have you, have you checked on what the hot water situation is in the Bahamas? Oh, I, I mean, like the hot they... water package. Okay. <laughs> the, there's a whole hot water. Because nice. you have to buy drink packages. And so, and I, she was like, I'm going to buy the booze package. And I'm like, what's, what, where can you just get hot water? And she was like, that's $200. And I was like, fine. Fine. $200 Does that for come hot out of the, the hot water bath budget? Does that cut into the shower budget I'm at gonna, all? I'm going to drink so much hot water. <laughs> I'm going to drink more hot water than because it's costing me $200 to, to drink hot water. So you're going to the Bahamas. You're going on a cruise. That'll be interesting because I've always wanted to do it. I love the ocean. We've talked about it for years. I've and never it, done it. It seems like the laziest vacation that you could possibly take, which is something that we're very excited about. Wonder, well, it's like going to an all-inclusive, except that your all-inclusive moves to different locations so right. you get to check out different things. Right. We're going to go to a chocolate factory. In Honduras, we're going to go tubing in some caves. She wanted to go on a on a one what a, one of those. Um, it's like a bike on the ocean. Jet ski. Jet yes. Ski? Yes. She wanted to go on one of those, and I said no. You didn't because... want to do the ocean biking package? No. She's 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 she lives in Brooklyn. She hasn't driven a car in thirty years. Oh. And she says, "Oh, I'll it's I'll drive." And I said. No, like hell you will. The hell. I'm not. <laughs> and if it's, if, it's it. if the waves are high, that is not fun. No. Your, your back is getting wrecked. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm not worried about that necessarily. Yeah. I, but Maybe I'm worried about. Just getting about thrown and eaten by sharks. Getting yeah, no, thrown yeah. off and then like her yeah. running over me and me and her chopping off my leg. That's exactly what. Are you getting along before the trip? That's we get along important. great. That's good. That's We're great. like sisters. We, we, you know, bicker and everything. She, you know, tells me everything that's wrong. And I say, oh, tell me everything that's wrong. She's great. You're getting out of here at the right time because the winter hasn't been brutal, but it's still very wintry. We're going to come back in a second here with Colleen Cruz and talk about more stuff that might actually have something to do with all female February. Although, I don't know, thinking about you coming back and spending a whole hour talking about nothing but your cruise to the Bahamas. (laughs) 
I feel like for all the potential, all the potentials that you are exploring, I feel like it's going to be even more interesting and more ridiculous than you imagine it might be right now. Um, let's talk about the first band that you have chosen, a band that I, and again, nobody knows everything about music, but I try to pay attention. I've literally never heard of this band in my life, and you're the first one in all of Female February to get to break the rule where either the band's not all female or the lead singer isn't female, male lead singer, but female drummer who you described in a way that I still can't quite get my head around. She tap dances on the drums. It's amazing. I saw her in L.A. So for me, I feel like you're going to, even if you're a diminutive person, you're going to put your feet through the drum head but somehow she tap dances on the drums. Look them up on YouTube. It's I believe astounding. you. It was the it was the most electrifying performance I have seen in a in in ten years. How long ago? Uh, maybe four years ago. And the band and is called it still holds up. Colars, all caps, K O L A R S. Which Sean and I found out you don't put a the in front of it. No, do not do that. Spotify won't even recognize it if there's a the. That's what we learned. And so you're saying one of the most electrifying performances you've seen. In the last 10 years, Mm -hmm. that is high praise.
I'm reading a little bit more about Lauren Brown right now, who is here, an American percussionist, best known for her skills as, quote, the tap-dancing drummer. Now, she sets her drums up on what looked like standard supports, like a regular kit. Does she get up on top of that? Is she holding on to anything? No. So she's like, it's almost like a Cirque du Soleil kind of thing. Yeah. Really? She's tap-dancing on the drums. (laughs) With her feet. With her feet. She must not weigh very much. Well, she is diminutive. Okay. Itty bitty? Itty bitty. Yeah. Yeah. But even so, like... But larger than life. But when I... Well put, Colleen Cruz. But when you think about like how drum stands, right? Like things that drums are on, even if you're small, even if you are deft, even if you are very talented and acrobatic, it seems like that would be weird to not only get them to hold you, but to be able to actually make drum noises with them. She makes great drum noises. As we heard. Yeah. I mean, and that's not even maybe the most drum drummery song that they have mm-hmm. uh, but it's one of my favorites and she i don't know i saw her te- i saw them 10 years ago and it was it just blew my mind so and they came here they came to the uh turf club okay yes. that seems like the right size venue to see a band like that because mm-hmm. especially if they are impressive and have skills that you haven't witnessed live before right that i mean a, a, I like a critical mass in a show, like, mm-hmm. you know, like recently the band Sloan out of Canada, which I think is one of the greatest power pop bands that ever lived. I couldn't make it because I was going to see a different show that night. On Valentine's Day night, by the way, there was so much music in town. It was it was paralyzing. There really? was too much to see. So I missed Sloan in the entry, and I'm like, I couldn't forgive myself, but I saw my favorite Minnesota anything for the last 10 years, which Alan Sparhawk of the band Low. I'm not crazy about low. Slow car is not really my jam, but he's got a side project, a crazy blues freak show side project called Black Eyed Snakes, and I lost my mind once again, and I I have no regrets. I missed three other great shows that night, and I have no regrets, and That's I awesome. can't recommend Black Eyed Snakes highly enough. So I'm taking a look around at the music news today. I'm like, hmm, I want to <clears throat> bounce a few things off Colleen, and it's just Trey Anastasio of Fish. His band announces U.S. tour dates. Justin Bieber brings the hits, Smelly Cat cover and more to carpool karaoke. Neil Young calls Donald Trump a disgrace to my country in an open letter, which of course, but I mean, Ozzy Osbourne sadly opens up about the worst fucking year of his life. And I'm just, there's nothing fun about music to talk about. So since we're rounding out our all-female February clean, I would like to ask you, why are men such dicks? Because they can be. Ouch. Good call. I know it was a big question. It wasn't it didn't have a specific focus. I just wanted to see what you said. When does it stop? When do you and I get to be the same person before anybody meets us or thinks about us? I don't know. You know, I have I have a friend, George, who's in his seventies. He's in late in his in his late seventies, and he told me we were like dog walking buddies. And he told me on a walk once, and he's like the greatest guy, and he was married to this woman who was a professor and an artist, and I mean, just awesome. He's just an awesome guy. And he said that he didn't consider women fully as people until he was in his 60s. Oh, oof. Like fully. And I think that's because men tend to think of women as otherworldly or magical, and the either way, the pedestal or... The plow, you know what I'm saying. If you if yes. you're looking as a woman at a woman as sort of a um, a, bre- a brood mare, right? Uh, some something that will do your laundry and your cooking and and uh, you know do you know do all these things, these menial tasks, so that you can go off and do something incredible, right? 
Um, that's a problem, but it's equally a problem to look at women. And, and that's, I think, where the, um, oh, I'll say it, where the Christian right gets into, you know, it, it, there's this fairy tale uh, imagination of, you know, this, this thing that, well, we're, we're putting you on this pedestal where you're exalted above. And no, you're not. You know, there, <laughs> if you were, then perhaps, um, you know, there wouldn't be a, an issue with domestic violence. There wouldn't be an issue with people getting believed in domestic violence or getting um, getting help when they need to. I mean, just something basic. I was I was looking at this uh, AARP magazine um, at the dentist's office, and it was something about how cars still aren't as safe for women as they are for men because they're still not built. <laughs> They're still not built correctly for a woman's body, and it's like what, what, what? You know? Okay, let's, so I'm more. I say let's split the difference. Right? Let's split the difference. I mean, well, what I mean, mean, like, it's so like when you design the seat, don't design it just for the man. I mean, if you can't design it for men and women, let's split the difference so we share the risk the same way. Is yeah, what I mean. that could be. But so, like, because they can, because they they created the game, so the game is always rigged in their favor. Hmm. You know, the interesting thing you said to me that I, I so I love these kind of conversations just because it's food for thought. You know, it's it's more than there's a danger to the exalted part, the the thinking of women as more. The, well, the servants and that kind of thing, that part I obviously have grown up with. But thinking of women as otherworldly and putting them on a pedestal. And so when you talk about the Christian right doing that. So then why do so-called crusaders decide that there's, you know, a woman's reproductive rights or her? being allowed to be paid the same why would they fight that sort of thing if there's some sort of element of the otherworldly or putting them on a pedestal well it i think it's um it's having a um kind of a sick love affair with motherhood Mm. um because you know and and i'm all for being the best parent that you can be i'm all for being the best mom that you can be i'm all for i'm you know obviously the best dad that you can be um but there there is this uh cult of of perfect motherhood that simply does not exist and i've i've been friends with women who have had every opportunity to stay home and to to get a good night's sleep and have nannies and and there is no such thing and no matter how you are supported there is no such thing because as you know as you both know having kids is a messy horrible scary mm. wonderful uh, thing and so but because men tend to be hands off right and it, it reproductive rights well a lot of men can you know yeah. that that old joke right not that i know of how many kids do you have not that i'm only yeah. you know right none that i know of um because you're not biologically tied to the child in a way that a woman is um and not not you, but the the general you. Yeah. As, as well, because it right? wasn't inside you, right? Right. right. There's, it's, there's a difference. There absolutely is. Right. There's there's a bit of a difference, and it's um, I there's this is so multifaceted. I lost exactly what you said, but um, I think it's the cult of motherhood because they, you know, you get you get you're handed a baby doll the minute you're still a baby. Take care of this thing. Take care of this thing. Take care of this thing take care of this it's your baby it's your baby it's your responsibility it's your you know and aren't you cute and isn't this just right and isn't this and so you're you know you do that to the detriment of everything else mm-hmm. right you do what a good mommy you are of, right, yeah. right you yeah. do it to the detriment what a good caregiver you are mm-hmm. and so you can 
not take care of yourself. You don't have to develop your critical thinking skills in terms of the outside world. Math is hard. Right. You can take care of just the home. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's wonderful. A well, a well cared for home is a wonderful thing. But in order to be a fully rounded human being, you should know how to walk outside and do all of it do all of it well and maybe for men to be more well-rounded they could learn a little more of it on the other side as well when they're growing up sure i I guess just all of us being human beings and maybe we don't all have to be the same way and there will always be biological differences and i do believe in genetic memory like we've ingrained this for a very very long time not only in the culture but also in the essence of who we are the brains that we develop from the time we're young but if we're going to change it if we're going to find a common ground if we're going to equalize it at some point it's going to take a fairly concerted effort yeah and we're not going to see it in our lifetime. Of course not. No, no, right. no, no, no. I just, right. I don't know that I'm going to see the weekend. I just. Uh... <laughs> so there's been, there's been massive progress in some cases, but in other cases, absolutely not. And in, in some cases, it's, I mean, especially post-World War II, women have taken on the role of having to work just as much as their husbands and then also providing and cooking and doing those sorts of things. Right. But at the same time, I've also seen that there's women that don't connect with their babies and the man and the relationship is connecting more with the babies and the male is the nurturer and the one who is telling their kids they love them. And it's all over the map right now. I, I think it's, it's still, we're still way out of whack. I think it always has been out yeah. of whack, though. Yeah. I mean, I think that the 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 I think that whole two point five kid uh, children, yeah. um, you know, father knows best thing. I think that was always a lie. I think that was always a lie put upon us because if you talk to anybody in the greatest generation, I, I remember my ex husband's grandmother said, "Oh yeah, I got I got farmed out." Like there were just too many kids. My parents couldn't take care of me, so oh, I yeah. was given to the neighbors. And given I had, to the neighbors. Right. She was like given to the neighbors. And, you know, she didn't grow up with her siblings. That was my grandfather. Right. He, he was the eighth child and he was given to his aunt and uncle because they tried for 10 years to have the kids, uh, to have kids and they couldn't have them. And my great grandfather just handed the baby over without talking to my great grandmother. Right. Said, here you go. And he was raised thinking he was, you know, his aunt and uncle were his mom and dad and vice versa. Right. Or, yeah. you know, so, so something like that, or it's just open. I, oh, you got to go live over here now because we, we can't take, you know, we, we can't afford it or whatever. And my, I have, I had an old friend, Len, who he was brought up by his grandparents and his brother was brought up by his parents. And he, to this day, he was like, well, I was never close to my parents. I was brought up by my grandparents. I said, why? And he said, well, you know, there was just, there, it was too much going on at home. So and he was younger, so I just went to live with my grandparents. I mean, there I don't think there's ever been overlying mostly traditional households. I just don't believe it. I don't believe it. Well, as the kid who grew up literally in the Leave it to Beaver household, um, I'm going to say that it does happen, but it doesn't mean that everything's perfect, right? I mean, everyone, right. everyone's got a challenge, and but I mean, mom and dad, not rich, not poor, right deep in the heart of the middle class, expanding suburb in Coon Rapids, Minnesota, or the North Suburban Cultural Corridor, as my friend Marty likes to call it. Um, it does happen, but I think that it's, I guess that's my whole point about doing all this and talking to people and 
having conversations is that there is a way, despite the challenges, lack thereof, supposed privilege, anything that people have gone through, we're all still the exact same thing. Yeah. And we it, it behooves us to talk to one another and have these conversations because I think no matter how it happened for you and how it continues to evolve for you, we're all more the same than we're not the same. Is that fair? Or is that oversimplifying? Oh, no, it? no. I agree with that totally. And, I, and I'm and i not saying that I don't believe that the father knows best, leave it to Beaver. Well, and family it, it wasn't didn't exist. quite that pleasant, but it was right. but it was it was pretty damn normal. I think that that exists, but I think that there are far more um, unusual stories that have always been around. You just never heard about it. Yeah, so I don't exactly. think that we're so to your point, I don't think we're all over the map now. I think that, that that's just we're just more open about it and you're seeing more of it. I think that's true. Yeah. Yeah. The, the generations, you know, the last one and then the one before that, they didn't talk about it. No matter right. what was happening, then those stories came out later. Know, later, and you got to hear about what was really going on with grandma and grandpa and right. everything else. So right. it's still crazy. They just didn't share everything. Before we go further in this conversation, I would like to hear a little more music because I enjoy this conversation a great deal, but I like music more than I like either of you. So <laughs> if we. <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. I'm actually not kidding. You turned the headphones down, right? Because you're going to play an artist who I've heard of, but I don't know that I've ever heard any music by. And from all the pictures on the website, from the story that I've read, Maida seems like a very interesting individual. Oh, my gosh. You have to have her on. How, oh, I'd love to. How did you first hear about Maida? Uh, her boyfriend... I used to be on a talk radio show, and her boyfriend said, oh, you got to listen to the show. I think you'll like it. And then she listened to the show, and she thought it was funny. You know, she thought it was funny. And then she came, and she was a guest on another show on that station. And then we got a, got together through Facebook. You so. can name names, by the way, on the station if okay. you want to. Oh, unless you hate them, like some people hate their previous employers. You don't have to. I just I like that you are good enough at this that you're diplomatic about it. But if you ever want to name names, I'm not afraid of anybody anymore. You can say whatever you want on this show. <laughs> I'm not. No, seriously. Double whammy for everybody out there. But it's one it's one of the few advantages of going into business for yourself. So Maida, here it says on her bio, is a young yet seasoned Korean adoptee, multi-musician, artist, producer from the land of 10,000 lakes. It says she's a little R&B, she's pop, she's crazy, and a, an incredible live performer. Amazing. And now I have to go see her. Oh, yes, you do. Okay, I will. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Get me tickets. Okay. I'm broke these days. You got it. Okay, very good. Let's hear a little Maida. Give me 
isn't it? Actually, Maida was really startling, and reading her story was really good. She hasn't been at this this long. How are you on the inside track, Colleen? I don't know. Just <laughs> just stay in touch. And oh, I, I uh, stay in one in... place, and then these magical people just appear somehow. Wow, how nice for you. I yeah, know. No, she came in, she's like, oh man, Maida slaps. You gotta listen to that. Slaps. Because the kids love saying slaps. It keeps popping up, and I'm like, and then there was one time on social media I was going to describe something and say that it slaps, because it did slap. But I was like, oh. Grandpa suddenly went from being his actual age to 145 years old. Does I'm just turning around to fire. out of your mouth? What's Is that, that what you're saying? Yeah, I shouldn't be saying things like slaps. Yeah. Yeah. I like to say things are neat. Better because yeah. it, it, that was neat, yeah. But it also damns it with faint praise because it was pretty badass. Well, yeah, but that's it. The, get it? It's ironic. And, oh, <laughs> but it's almost like reverse, reverse irony there. Right. Whereas if I just say it slaps, they're just like Brian's trying too hard. Works for everything. That shit has that that ship has sailed. Is what I was going to say. <laughs> you hey, could before, be like, uh, what's his face? Who is it? Oh, I can't. Say old, that. what's his name? Yeah, old, what's his name from from over there? I honestly don't know what you're referring to right now. <laughs> I can't. You can't? I, I shouldn't. I know you don't care, but I... I if you I, care, that's fine. I, I, I do care. Because <laughs> I'll say it off the air. Come on. I can't. I can't, man. Is he, is he from this country? Yeah. Okay. Is he from the Twin Cities? Yeah. What place? Can you dial it in a little bit? Is he at 101.3? Ah! Is that... You knew. I knew. And it it should have occurred to me, but I mean... That show fucking slaps, so I love that show. Sean Bernard is not only the producer of The Brian Oak Show, he's also my business partner, and because he's a triple threat, he's also a realtor at 50th and France office of uh, in Edina. The uh, Edina Realty is where you are, the 50th and France office. Um, you are a realtor by trade. Here we are. The weather is starting to warm, although today is colder than a... A witch's yoni. Nice. Oof. Oof, I feel like that would still stay warm. I thought it was self-cleaning. 
Is it not also self-warming? Yeah. Okay. It's it's a yeah. I think a self-cleaning oven. That's the first okay. thing I think of. We don't have to. Okay. No. I no. I'm not going there. I'm not. We're There's in the middle. There's a Hansel and Gretel thing okay. going on. Oh now. my goodness! Handing out the chicken bone because the kids aren't quite fattened up enough yet. Mm-hmm. This is my commercial right now. Sean Bernard. <laughs> Sean Bernard lives in lives in Minnesota. He is actually one of us. And again, it's we are very provincial here. We love to love to love to not only hear about other people who have done well from this place, but also support and work with them because they can be trusted. Why would I trust you with those shifty eyes you got going? I mean, they're, they're beautiful and piercing and blue, but they're a touch shifty. I'm going to be honest. They're just slightly shifty. Uh, I think more than anything, uh, just got to sit down. We'll have some coffee, maybe some hot water. If, you will, if you're so inclined, and we'll talk about your house. The, all the kids are drinking it. They really are. I'm going to start ordering that and see how much they want me to tip on that when I go to the coffee I shop. I let them charge me. You They're do? still walking the cup over. For hot water? Sure. I say charge me like you would for coffee. Just keep it coming. Just keep the hot keep water it coming, coming. Yeah. till I say stop. And I want it served in a dirty glass. <laughs> oh, you know, I... If you're, I, I, I was a server. Yeah. You're still making the same effort. The, yes, the, you are. The, for what I say, charge me. Go right ahead. Okay. I'm not trying to be cheap. I just like it. So what Colleen's trying to say is if you're looking for a house, if you want to buy or sell, just call 612-859-2594. I'm really, right. I'm really not trying to shame you about this. It's just <laughs> there, there are there are aspects of hot water culture that I haven't explored <laughs> before today and I haven't really considered. One of us. One of us. You know, not yet. Although, if you serve it in a loving cup, I might have a little of that hot water. Colleen Cruz is our guest on the Brian Oak Show. I don't want to get too overtly political, but I think that all three of us in this room, and Colleen, I guess I'm asking you first, these last few years, I mean, even longer, you know, modern American culture in many ways, not just when we talk about men versus women, but in terms of where we're headed. Modern American culture, earlier, now for the third time, making that reference of the endless sea of diarrhea quicksand. Mm. We're there, aren't we? I mean, or do you feel do you feel oh, no, positive? Could, anytime you think it's bad, there yeah. is always another level of hell that can go, that can open up beneath you, and you can drop down into. Don't think it's the worst that it could possibly be. Yet it well, could get worse. We still have hot water available. We do, right? And we so still I mean, like it could, it could get the worse. Street lights still work. Yeah, no, the I heat, can still buy yeah. brown liquor, and that's my been my thing always. Like there are people on the fringes who are suffering worse. Now there are people who are genuinely feeling the teeth of atrocity. Right. I can still go buy a cheeseburger on the way home from this podcast, right. and I will still be able to sleep in my bed tonight. Mm-hmm. So yes, it could obviously be much much worse, but it is darkening for someone who loves the outdoors. Environmental deregulation is oh. it's, it's literally off the chain right now, right. and not in the good way. Right. Um, you look at anything. I mean, people challenging Roe versus Wade. The reason that reasonable conservatives have capitulated to the current Cheeto tyrant that sits atop the silly golden throne right now is because they want the Supreme Court. Otherwise, reasonable, even reasonable conservatives would not be capitulating to what's happening right now. So, what ha- I mean, do you have hope? Do you believe? that in this next year we are going to turn the tide? Or do you believe, like I do, somewhere deep in the darkest, blackest peach pit of my stomach that we're giving this guy another four years? I have, uh, no, I think he's I, I think he's going to get in. I don't think. You think it's another four years? Yeah, I think yeah, it's I another four years. And I think that we don't have any momentum. At all. There's there's no momentum. Everybody, are, we're, we're, we're fractioned, yes. you know, off. And, um, and it's too bad. But I also think that there's a larger um, governing aspect at stake here 
I mean, I, 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 here's where I get into conspiracy. Um, I'm ready because I am always open for a good one. Well, I think that there's a larger governing, governing aspect that is at play here. And I don't know what that is. Aliens, maybe. (gasps) What about reptilian shapeshifters? For sure. Okay. Uh, And I'm not trying to diminish what you're saying, but there. There's clearly, I mean, there, I think, but I think that's always been the case, even in more benign times, there oh, yeah. have always been shadow elements that are actually pulling the strings, yeah. if that's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that there's a reason that um, th- this is happening. And I think the reason is, I, uh, I think that um, something very bad is going to happen. So I know that it's hard to pull the trigger on something like that. And I guess that's what I ask is as, as things become more fractured and more divisive and few people, fewer people are willing to sit down at the table and sit at the middle and it becomes more stark and more hostile. So let me ask you this, if you don't mind, I had no idea we were going this direction, but as an aficionado who spends every Friday on the couch watching ancient aliens, <laughs> uh, I am, and again, I'm not, I'm not diminishing anything you have to say because this really, I've, I've spent a lot of time in my life thinking about these kinds of things. When you say something really bad is going to happen, do you believe it will come in the form of nuclear warfare, uh, a, a, some sort of bacteria, coronavirus, if you will, which I don't think is the end-all one. I think something much worse is coming. Do you think it will be civil war? What form do you think this really bad thing is going to take? Um, Your personal gut feeling doesn't mean that you know anything. I'm not saying, like, show me the secret documents that you have, Colleen. No, well, you know, okay, so I think it could be any combination of those things. You know the term bread and circuses? I do. Right? And you know the whole thing. You know, keep them distracted. And we are so distracted right now. As long as there are cheeseburgers available on the way home. Oh. and Or if I can watch CNN, like, those people are wrong. These people are right. I've been actively staying away from my smartphone because I realized that it's very difficult for me to concentrate. I've been actively reading books rather than anything on the internet because it's it's the I think the the crisis of the the biggest crisis right now is that we can't concentrate, and I think that um, that's a big problem for uh, the 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 good guys because the base can't concentrate and the people in charge can't concentrate, and we can't get any momentum going. And we can't get, if we are distracted, we cannot get anything good done. And so it could be any number of those things. And I think that um, once something bad happens, uh, people are afraid. If something huge happens, people will be afraid and then they will be that much easier to control. And that's what I think is going to happen. Well, and it's the whole, I mean, as cliche as it sounds, it's the whole bit about those who do not, you know, know their history are doomed to repeat it. And this is a thing that has played out so effectively, mm-hmm. dozens, hundreds, perhaps more than have ever been recorded of times on a small scale, on a large scale, that it's almost inevitable. And I think, and I'm not 100% certain that I'm right, so I'm going to ask you, when you say the good guys, I don't think you're pointing to the left or no. to the right or to the up or to the down. You're pointing to the not people who want our mutual future to be a better place That's to be right. together. It doesn't really matter where you fall on the spectrum. There are good people who are so preoccupied because, well, in, in sports they call it flooding the zone, right? Mm-hmm. And like you, you can't play defense when you're being attacked from every single angle. Mm-hmm. So bread and circuses, flooding the zone. And it, it it keeps us from being focused and understanding that we have more in common than we don't have in common. Right. The best thing that we can do is pollinate community and cross-pollinate community and, and be um, daring 
with the friends that that we make. If, if make a friend that you you know would never make friends with. You're you know? not asking me to talk to people of a different color right now. Right? <laughs> Maybe a different. Uh, I don't know. Creed. Just people that you don't think that you would ordinarily. And I was clearly being sarcastic because yeah. I'm sure I'm going to get an angry email about that. I was clearly being sarcastic, yeah. but I know exactly what you mean. Now is the time, if you are one of the good people, to work harder at, and again, you don't have to be best buds with everybody, right. but you can listen and you can be accepting and you can share space together because we all have to live here. And let's try to figure this out before that really bad thing that Colleen apparently has some inside information on <laughs> actually happens. I'm hoarding hot water in my basement. I can't imagine the size of the hot water tank you have in your shelter right now. There are moments there are, there are moments where I wish this was on video because of the, the the Gladys Kravitz look that you just had when you said I'm hoarding water in my basement. Not just water. Hot water. water. Uh, trust me. After the after after the collapse, thermal water. It's going to be. Oh, I don't. I don't doubt for a second that she has tapped into a geothermal source. She's like, after the apocalypse, nothing will be more valuable. Take your dollar bills and burn them for warmth. My hot water. I'll be able to trade that for all the food and services I need. Before we say goodbye, and we have to say goodbye. Sadly, although I could do this all damn day, I want to thank AudioQuip.com. They provide us with all the wonderful. Equipment equipment here in the studio once again a thank you to smart start mn and a thank you to one sean barnard um all female february has been fun and this has been one of my favorites and i feel like we barely scratched the surface the thing we started to talk about at the end there i'd like to do for another hour but if we stop now then i feel like maybe you'd be willing to come back in not too long sure okay good enough i never have anything going on so i'm always willing to come back you're cruising soon Talk about lies. Talk about, I mean, oh, and again, I'm not You know lying. I can't talk about my life. I don't want you to talk about your life. I just want you to quit lying about your life, Colleen. <laughs> How about that? And God, it would be so good if you could talk about your life. So instead, I know you can, and I'm not asking you to. So instead, I'm going to say, I hope you enjoy your first ever cruise. Thank you. I hope there's no dysentery outbreak those happen on cruises i hope you don't go adrift at sea i hope you just have a fun wonderful i tend to run on the constipated side so i would be okay with a little diarrhea to tell you the truth i'm just saying and scene. <laughs> i guess i'm wishing you the best i'm thanking you for coming by and um we'll talk again soon how does that sound thanks brian my pleasure <laughs> genuinely my pleasure how bummed are you that you're out of hot water right now i know you burnt through that whole thermos like a junkie, like like it was the last hot water you were ever going to have. We're going to leave with one of my favorite female-fronted bands of all time. They are a mop-topped foursome out of Liverpool, and I know what that makes you think of, but they're actually, I never miss them when they come to town, and they do sort of a dark, new, and that now when I say new wave, I mean N-U with an umlaut over it, like the new, new wave. New. But they do a really, really good job of it. We're going to uh, dip out with uh, Lady Tron. Sean, Colleen, thank you very much.